Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Thank you so much for listening today. We really appreciate it. Uh, My next guest is joining us from Torrance, California. California, James Hines of the Hines Law Group. And we're going to be talking about uh, the issue of the day, which is the impact of COVID-19 on middle market businesses and bankruptcy planning. So James, welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, Bill, thank you very much for having me. Uh, It is a hot topic. Uh, There's a lot going on and a lot of people are feeling very unsure of their business uh, in the present and where their business is going in the future. Absolutely. No question about it. Um, there's, there are recent surveys that just came out of Vistage Worldwide that showed 25% of businesses feel unaffected, uh, 25% feel very desperate, and the rest are somewhere in between. They're, they're, they're kind of juries out. So that means 75% of the businesses are being impacted in some way, some of them very, very desperately. So that's, that's where the bankruptcy planning comes in. But uh, tell us a little bit about you and your background and, and who you serve at your practice. Sure. Um, I've been doing bankruptcy-related work for 40 years after graduating from Harvard Law School in 1976. Uh, came to Southern California worked at a number of large law firms and was well-trained in various economic downturns and how to address the economics of restructuring balance sheets, uh, analyzing corporate structures, and helping businesses review the options for, uh, for bankruptcy. Uh, predominantly, my market share is the sort of sub-public company uh, market. A lot of developers, a lot of independent entrepreneurs, a lot of land developers, people who are the engine of the economy for Southern California and for the entire state, uh, they find themselves from time to time uh, before the pandemic uh, where the bank has said no or the IRS has come at their door and wanted to audit and uh, review their 940 tax issues. Uh, Vendors have uh, ceased uh, supplying them. Any number of things have happened that uh, bring people to my door. Uh, What we say to the clients as soon as they come to the door is we don't sell bankruptcy. Uh, If that's what they want and they think that's the uh, the silver bullet that's going to kill all their, uh, their demons, they're wrong. What we do is we spend a lot of time consulting with management trying to look at the business as a whole, get sales, staffing, 
vendor relationships, and try and find alternatives to bankruptcy. So it's it's a holistic approach. Even though I was trained as a litigator, uh, I bring 40 years of business sense, uh, pretty agnostic business sense because it covers everything from telecommunications, wind farms, restaurants, contractors, etc. Great background, and thank you for sharing that. It sounds very interesting, and if a business owner is uh, feeling like, well, I'm not certain you know, if this if this continues, especially this COVID-19 situation um, continues, uh, you know, I could be heading that way, but right now I'm okay. What should I be doing now, and should I be contacting uh, Jim Hines to, to figure out, you know, maybe there's some things I should be putting in place to protect in case I go the bankruptcy route or in case my business goes down? Well, you know, here's, here's the other issue that, that in the middle market we face every day. If the client waits too long to realize they're in trouble, they've hit the iceberg, water is coming in, uh, the lifeboats are deployed, and they're out of money, then there's really nothing that we can do because uh, we have to be compensated for the expertise we bring to the case. So the best referral to me and the best time to refer is when there is a leak rather than a gash in the Mm -hmm. the hole. Mm -hmm. Because what we want to do is we want to sit down with a guy who's built his business over 40 years, and he's a salesman, and he hasn't really focused on whether he's making his projected uh, uh, 940 tax deposits on a quarterly basis. If his accountant says, hey, look, your your cash flow is impeded, you're not going to make your next 940 payment, that's the time to come see me. Because mm-hmm. with the assistance of the other professionals retained by the business owner, we can help him take the blinders off. We can help him examine the other alternatives that may be there. And quite honestly, I'm not, I'm not uh, saying business owners are blind or uh, have tunnel vision, but they live, eat, and breathe their business. They don't necessarily look at the macro issues that affect the business. My job to come in and analyze all the alternatives and to give the owner uh, a list of things that can help uh, something maybe just as simple as lower your, uh, your census of workers, you know, that'll cut your, your cost and bring your cost and revenue back into line. Yeah, that's really, really good advice, Jim. I, I think our listeners should take heed of that, that if, if we see a lot of situations where business owners are really good at what they do, but they're not looking at the big picture. They may not uh, understand uh, the path they're heading down, and they really need to be able to um, start start working towards uh, whatever that means and have, have an advisor team that's looking out for them. Now, Jim, you've recently written about something called zombie companies resulting from the COVID-19 pandemic. What is a zombie company? Well, we, we represent a, a lot of uh, mom-and-pop restaurants, small businesses. We, we, we have two clients that run catering businesses and a gym here in Southern California. And all of these businesses that I'm referring to as zombies were approaching profitability before the pandemic. But as a result of state and county 
uh, rules and regulations. People can't go to gyms. They can't go to restaurants. Um, and if you weren't profitable before the pandemic, you really got to sit back and assess whether even if you get a PPP loan and you're able to keep the landlord at bay for two or three months and maybe keep one or two employees in a non-furloughed position, is it going to be worth it at the back end if the business has to have runway space of five or six months to get back to full occupancy? Uh, probably the, the worst example I have is, is a gym down in Long Beach, which was a month away from profitability. I looked at their pro formas, their membership was doing well, but it's going to take them six months once they reopen to get people comfortable with coming back to a climbing gym being in close proximity and touching the wall without having the wall disinfected. You know, we, while we don't want to tell business owners their businesses are just dead, um, if your business looks like it's a zombie, and even with the PPP advances and other tax uh, advantages that may be there now, you're going to run out of runway space. It may be advantageous to simply cut your losses now. Yeah. I would imagine in a lot of situations, and you know, this impacts a huge number of businesses that are running on razor-thin margins anyways, or like you said, they weren't even profitable before, that it's going to be the owner that, that has to backfill the, the expenses of keeping that thing going, and the, it's going to be the owner that has to then uh, put capital in to get the business going back up again. So in a lot of cases... It seems like a lot of businesses would be better to just, I don't know, I guess close down and, and then wait for the economy to come back and then reopen. Is that is that a strategy? It, it is a strategy, but it also leads to sort of the team approach that, that we engage in with clients. If there's a way for us to go to the landlord or the mortgage holder and say, gee, let's renegotiate the, the lease, let's extend it for six months. You know, you've got to look at not just the short term, uh, the next order ends May 15, but you know, for that, that climbing gym, they're going to need six months. If we can convince the landlord uh, with the help of the uh, CPA to do some new projections and some, some honest numbers crunching, that renegotiating the lease uh, and putting more in the back end, backloading it, would give the owner uh, enough runway space. That's where I come in, you know, coming up with the out-of-the-box suggestions and ideas uh, and helping with the negotiations with the landlord or, or mortgage holder. You know, it's, it's one thing for the owner to go to his landlord and say, gee, I need six months. It's another thing for the owner to say, I've hired the Heinz Law Group, and they're preparing my Chapter 7 petition. And the alternatives are we negotiate something that's fair for both sides, that takes into account the existing pandemic and the financial distress that I'm under and you're under, or I go out of business, you end up with a vacant storefront, and you get very little at the end of my bankruptcy. So, you know, that, that Shield. No, that's not really a shield. It's a sword. I, I'm, I'm the, 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 the sharp end of the sword that can be used to help negotiate uh, pre-bankruptcy deals if they can be done. I see. That very well put. Makes a lot of sense. You start with the expenses uh, report and 
and see you know, some of your major expenses are going to be personnel, uh, rent, and work your way down and see, can we negotiate this, can we negotiate that? Now, uh, start, starting back up with uh, personnel, um, what are you hearing as far as uh, business owners receiving their PPP proceeds? It seems like that that really ran out of money in a hurry, and a lot of money went to unintended places. I know lots of people that did not get a check, and a few that did. What are you hearing? Um, I meet with business owners three or four times a month, and I must say I only know one person out of the 50 or 60 people I've talked to in the last uh, four weeks who actually received a PPP payment. And they were lucky. They were at B of A. B of A was up and running on day one. Their application was done in the afternoon of day one, and their personal banker shepherded the uh, the, the, uh, the process through. Uh, I've seen in the news, as you suggest, Bill, that there are folks out there like uh, Ruth Christ who didn't need the money necessarily, but ended up getting millions of dollars, along with Harvard University, by the way that ended up getting a very large share of that first tranche of PPP money. Um, I have an application pending at my bank, and it was completed in a timely fashion. The day it was completed, I got a nice email from my bank saying, whoops, we're out of money. So I may be at the top of the the, uh, the next ladder when uh, the president signs a bill over the weekend adding another $350 billion to the program. But But, but even with that, um, you know, having lived through various bank uh, problems over the last 40 years, uh, the SNL crisis, the uh, recession, my fear is that even if we survive this and come out and the economy gets restarted later this year, there is going to be a lot of fraud litigation that the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office is going to be prosecuting because there are people out there that either don't need the money or are going to misuse the money and certainly took the money without an intent to keep their business afoot, afloat and to keep their employees in place. Um, you know, it's just maybe human nature that uh, they'll take money when it's there, it's dangled in front of them. And they use it for an improper purpose. Government money and toilet paper. Yeah, there's, there is, there's yeah. a lot of greed out there when it comes to. And we just see the best of people and the worst of people in these types of situations. How has the COVID nineteen pandemic affected businesses in the middle market in general, Jim? Well, you know, again, for for my practice at the Heinz Law Group, we represent a lot of independent restaurants, non franchise restaurants. And these are people who have a passion for for cooking, a passion for the neighborhoods they service. Um, this is not just a business; sometimes it's a family business. And you know, they're 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 closed down. They've got uh, ten thousand square feet, and they're doing takeout service at the front counter. They've got uh, wait staff that's not needed. They've got cooks where they have to cut down by one half their shifts. Um, it, it's impacting at least the restaurant side of our practice dramatically. Um, I, I even have a, a client who was about to close on a, a nice house in Rancho Palos Verdes three weeks ago. And just before the closing, his lending bank asked him, 
to re-underwrite uh, the deal because they were afraid that his stock portfolio, which he had reported in late 2019, had taken a tremendous dive, and in fact it had. And it turned out on the uh, re-underwriting, he couldn't qualify for the loan that he thought he had. So you talk about a stake to the heart, Bill. Uh, that's a really bad circumstance where the family was ready to close, ready to move, and they can't buy their house. So you know, it 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 ha- maybe these are unintended consequences because I'm no doctor. I I can't speak to the medical side of it, but the financial side is real. Uh, there are too many people in in California who have uh, lived paycheck to paycheck and have less than two months reserve in cash, and uh, they're just going to run out of all of that very quickly, and it's going to have a long-standing impact on their uh, ability to create wealth and have wealth in the future. Yeah, and uh, of course, uh, you know, you and I can sit back and think about this long term. Uh, but uh, the impact into the future as businesses uh, try to apply for credit in the future after showing their their terrible financials for 2020, maybe 2021 as well, is going to follow us for a long time. The the ability to sell your business into a marketplace when you're uh, when they're looking at your you know your recent financials is again if you know we can remember 2008 in 2009 and how long it took business owners to get their value back. Um, there's a lot of potential problems down the road, and it's, it's good to have someone on your team that can help you mit, uh, uh, navigate those, uh, those waters. Uh, Jim, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected landlord-tenant relationships? That's, that's got to be a huge concern. It, it, it is. And what we saw at the very beginning of this was all of our tenant clients called us and said, we can't pay rent. And you've got to help us write letters to our landlords and our mortgage holders to explain that uh, we've closed down and we can't do it. And my initial reaction was, gee, that, that's a, a beautiful response to a very hectic and chaotic situation. But in retrospect, uh We sat down with some of these people and we said, let's look at your financials. If, in fact, you have other sources of income or you have other means to pay the rent for several months, why is it fair for the landlord to take it in the shorts this month and next month when you could pay all or part of the rent? So we spent, again, this is the counseling side of what the Heinz Law Group does. We sat down with these clients and said, look, let's, let's send the landlord a current financial statement. Let's show that income from the uh, commercial enterprise is going to drop and be affected dramatically for the next 60 days or 90 days. But let's also share with the landlord what other resources you have and that you're willing to spend some of your other resources in a fair uh, compromise on payment of rent. And what we found when we started submitting packages, as opposed to simply demand letters for concessions, but we submitted packages to the landlords and mortgage holders, we got very good responses. We got responses that weren't no and hell no. We got, gee, okay, we'll, we'll share the pain. We'll help you for the next couple of months. We'll 
re-investigate uh, and re-underwrite our relationship in 60 days if this is still going on. But we, we got to the relationship was solid and the relationship continued in most cases. I think of all the letters that we wrote and the packages we sent last month, only one was unilaterally rejected. And after we threatened bankruptcy, we even got that landlord to give us some concessions for the business. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, all, all of what you've said, I think, for anyone listening, has got to be um, interesting at very least and maybe life-saving at the very most. I mean, you need to really uh, take down this phone number I'm going to give you, ladies and gentlemen, the Heinz Law Group, um, which is 310-316-0500. One more time, 310 316 0500. The website is Heinz, H I N D S, lawgroup.com. Heinz, lawgroup.com. And Jim has graciously agreed to talk to uh, middle market business owners affected by COVID 19 uh, for 30 minutes uh, uh, just to help you determine the best course of conduct. So, you know, now you have someone you can talk to who obviously knows what they're doing. Uh, Jim, you, you explained it very well, and I really appreciate you taking part of your busy day to help our listeners uh, understand more about what their options might be. It's a pleasure, Bill. And you'll find a lot of information on, on our website uh, in the articles area. A lot of it will, will give you some basic information about bankruptcy and your options. Thank you so much. And uh, be safe and, and have a great day. And thanks again for coming on today. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 